Good evening, and welcome to Vibin' in the D. I'm your host, Leah, but you can call me Lele. That's L-E-L-E. Before we get started, let me let you know where I can be reached. I'm on all social media as Lele's underscore vibe. That's at L-E-L-E-S underscore V-I-B-E. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and also YouTube. On Facebook, look for the page Vibin' in the D with Lili. You can't miss it. If you would like to advertise on my podcast for your local business, please send pricing inquiries to lilies.vibe at gmail.com. I am looking for MUAs, hairstylists, barbers, jewelry designers, clothing designers, and other local businesses that want their names put out there. Let's get you plugged in. So this evening I am frosting you with another diamond of Detroit, the Detroit music industry. It is Maddie P. Hello, Maddie. What's up? What's up, Lee? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I met him in Detroit and he works in Detroit and gives much love to the Detroit area. But you live in Pontiac, correct? So I live in Warren technically okay. now, but I'm from Pontiac. Okay. I'm from Pontiac. Okay, so you're in Warren. You close by. You look close by. Okay. I just want to take the time out to thank you for coming out. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, shoot. I'm excited because um, I first saw you sing and heard you at Mr. B's. Mm -hmm. You're doing that contest (laughs) for Arts, Beats, and Eats. And you won, didn't you? I did. See? Hi. Woo! I did, I did. You won. And then I saw you. The next time I saw you was at the Motown Museum Amplify Competition. And I just saw you there. I don't think you... Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't compete in that okay, one. Okay. Okay. And then now you have a project out called Transitions. Yes. Which is dope. Thank you. Thank you. So I finally got to see you sing some of that um, at the Acoustic Storytellers with Elise King. And mm-hmm. I must say it was very awesome. Thank you. Oh, it was good just to perform all those songs. I hadn't... Um, Performed all those songs prior, uh-huh. so some of them I had done at a show um, a few weeks earlier. But okay. aside from my release party, I hadn't performed those songs for an audience outside of like my own circle of people who already were going to support and enjoy it. So it was right. nice to to get a fresh feel for you know how the music resonated with people. So how did that feel? How was it for you? You know the first, so I had done a show with Elise King, and shout out to Elise King for helping to put shout me on some stuff. Shout out to Elise I love King. Her. Uh, <laughs> I had done a show with her a few weeks prior to that acoustic show, and okay. I was so nervous about it just because one of the things uh, I've been singing since I was four. Oh. One of the things that kept me from like putting out music really part of it was I hated my recorded voice so much. Really? The other part of it was I was like so petrified of people not liking my music, so I was like. If I just don't do it, I can always have that feeling of I would have been successful if I tried. I just chose not to try. And that's why I'm not out here just singing. So after I did my release party, you know, that was one thing because these are people like it was invite only. So people that I invited to come out and check out my project and just celebrate that release with me in that moment. So doing that show with her, that that was the very first time that I had performed those songs out for people. And I was just so nervous, like. They sounded good, but I was like, that wasn't my, that wasn't a great performance. Like, I was so nervous just to like, I was like, let me just sing my songs and get out of here. So like, 
there wasn't any good personality and stuff, but I, I needed to get those jitters out, I think. Just singing through my stuff one good time, mm-hmm. getting a feel for like how people are going to respond to it, good, bad, and different. And then, you know, after that, like this last show, I, I was really happy with, you know, the outcome with the vocals, the outcome with, uh, you know, audience engagement and just letting people get to know me that first yeah. time I just want people to hear my songs it's like you don't have to worry about me just listen to the music like the music bye whereas the second time I was like all right let me let me let the audience in so that you understand like what I'm singing about why I'm singing about these things what it means to me and stuff like that so, all right wow I couldn't tell you were nervous yeah oh <laughs> you, your stage presence is very good thank you So thank you for my shirt. I yes, appreciate it. Yes, of course. It. Please, thank you for buying this shirt. Oh, no problem. I, I like to support where I can. Um, but I was I, I tried an app called Shirt App. I'm mm-hmm. on Instagram. You know, Instagram always has some ad, and they like, you oh yeah, down. check this out. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say, there's been a couple of things that was cool. You know. Yeah. So with Shirt <laughs> App, and I'll show you the shirt. <clears throat> so Shirt App. I saw the ad on there, you know, and the people all talking it up and they're like, hey, I got my shirt from Shirt App. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just had a logo done for Vibin' in the D. Uh-huh. And, um. Tell me they did a good job. I, I think it's nice. Because I thought it was going to come out looking funny. Like, you know, like half seen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. I like this logo. This logo is really cute. Thank you. That is my logo. So I ordered this shirt and I thought that came out pretty good for it to be, you know, some rinky dink or, I mean, the quality of the shirt's not bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, this shirt feels good. That's half the battle. Look, you want to find something that your logo will look good on? Exactly. Because that was uh, one of the things I was worried about when I got my shirts made. I was like, oh, I need these for my release party. And right. if they come out looking like one of those iron-on shirts, I'm going to be real upset. I'm not going to want to sell them to nobody. Mm-mm. So I was glad that they they make those edits. And this, and was, this is kind of iron-on-y, but it's not like bad i know like i'm looking at it and feeling it and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know how it's gonna look after it gets washed that's the trouble with that with all all of those because i have washed one of my shirts it still looks good you guys so don't worry you can still buy a shirt but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to buy a shirt from maddie p <laughs> yeah i washed i washed it and i was like ah oh. i was like all right it just feels a little bit different but i was like hey look this, first batch of shirts they're gonna right. get better quality and stuff as we go do you think you might go with a different company next time you know they did a really good job on the design and everything mm-hmm. and they made it really easy for me i i, I ordered at rushordertees.com and it was re- it was really easy they had really reasonable prices what i really want to do is like get like some hoodies and some sweatshirts made because i'm like T-shirts are fine, and like everybody wears T-shirts, so that was why I did it. It was more universal, but I really wanted to do sweaters. It was just the whole like, I don't want to charge so much money for a darn sweater for people to get, right? But it costs so much money to get them made, so it's finding the balance of does right. it make financial sense to do it, and is there enough demand for people to 
exactly. want to get them in like bigger quantities. So. Yeah. The um, the gentleman that did my logo, shout out to Joel Cooper of introchamp.com, who is also my creative designer. Hey, Joel. Um, he, he told me to get the specs that a company needs for the shirt, mm-hmm. you know, like what they require or whatever, and then let him know so I could get, you know, a logo made specifically, you know, the same logo, but get yeah. it specifically made to have on a t-shirt. So I just got to make some calls around to see, you know, what that is. And I, I want to try and go with a company here in, in the city. Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. So I was waiting too long. I had, I was trying to actually use a connect. I won't say who it was. Trying to use a family connect, but uh, I was like, all right, y'all, <laughs> I want to support my people. I also want to be able to sell these at my party. So um, right. I got to put in a, a, a real quick turnaround order on this. And this company is able to get it to me in time. So yeah. next time. Wouldn't it be cool if like, so at least King has shirts. You got shirts. I'm going to have shirts. And I, I know other people are going to have sure. Wouldn't it be cool to have like a, a one of the Detroit stores like 313 or Detroit mm. where everywhere to have like a section in the store of Detroit artists in their that shirts? That would be awesome. I had a dream. I love that idea. I had a dream that that happened. Let's see, you had a dream. This is the week to have a dream. It is. Martin Luther King Day it was Monday. <laughs> and it's so funny. The last, the last, when I was talking to Angela Davis, I was telling her how this all came about for me to do this podcast and mm-hmm. I, I was, it, it was a dream and you know not to be cliche or anything but I really did and that's that's how I get a lot of ideas is I will I'll be sleeping I'll have this dream about it and I'll get up and be like writing it down like oh I gotta do this you know like sometimes people that write do things do you I barely I, have dreams and when I do I forget what it was <laughs> I, sometimes I used to wake up I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe it was meant for me to write it down, but I would wake up like right then or something, and I'd be like, "Oh, I need to write this down," and then I go back to sleep. Hey, look, if it ain't broke, <laughs> keep on doing it. <laughs> so, with social media and branding yourself. Mm-hmm. What what do you think is the reason maybe you don't post as much? You know, more of it is just how I am as a person. Like, it's something I have to be really conscious about because uh, one of my goals for 2019 is to post at least three times, engage with you know people that follow me and keep people in the know on things. But, uh, I mean, prior to last year, last year on my Instagram, I think I posted like seven, eight times, and most of that was like, that was after July. Like, I didn't post anything from April of 2017 through <laughs> July of 2018. Are you serious? Just, I'm, I'm really big about, like, being in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I take pictures and stuff, but I don't post a lot of pictures. Yeah. And I also, like, I hate when I go places and people are all in their phones and all, all they want to do is document. So, I'm like, if you just spend the whole time documenting what you're doing, you're not doing anything. So, yeah. it's more of, like, getting into that because I'm like... Hey, I follow a lot of singers and artists and whatnot online. That's how I find out about stuff is on social media. So I'm like, I can't, I can't be that old in my thinking <laughs> because right? it's help. I mean, it's helpful. And I mean, just 
just in uh, like most of like the music and stuff that I got for my album, I got online through mm. uh, BeatStars. Mm. And from there, I started like corresponding with, with the producers that I purchased beats from. And really? Through social media, like I got people now that repost stuff about my music. So like one of the guys that did, uh, he did two songs on my album. He's over in the UK and he, po- every time I post something about my music, shout out to Lyric on the Beat. He really? posts every, every single time I post something. And I'm like, see, the, those are the kind of connections that social media is all about. It's just helping, you know, helping people to build their brand and build the following and stuff. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm getting better at it. 2019 is going to be my year of social media blossoming. But, you know, I do understand with the, um, the, the thought of it can get to be, it can get to be overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. because you want to keep people abreast of what's going on with you. But it's like you, you have a life, you're trying to work on your music, you, you know, and it's like you got this going on, you got that going on. And so it's like, where do I find the time to do all of that? Yeah. So I had suggested to another person. Because they were asking me, well, you know, you can, there are people out there that you can pay mm-hmm. to be your social media managers. But <clears throat> at the same time, that might not be in your budget. Right. I got to have enough social media to manage first. Exactly. <laughs> but that person can build your social media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have, do you have like, I don't know if you have like a, a relative, a younger person who is like, crazy about being on the phone i got a couple of people that aren't crazy my best friend's younger sister actually uh she's always like you should have shayla be your social media manager and i'm like you know i gotta i gotta consider that a little bit more but i'm trying to be better at it myself but uh you know i'm definitely on that tip of hey because it is great when the artist actually interacts with the people that are talking to them and it's not somebody else because a lot of times like when it's when it's people that are you know they've already been established and they just out there and you know you know that's not them but you ain't got to like i mean look i'd love beyonce that wasn't beyonce I, right i don't know beyonce do you are you just posting all these pictures and taking these pictures or is somebody like hold on a minute this would be great for your instagram right like I, I like that piece of like authenticity if i when i get better not if when i get better at social right. media look when. my goal is to be more more like the cardi b lane of it's very apparent that everything that Cardi B puts out online comes right from her. And yes, he posts she... all the videos. <laughs> and that's, that's part of the brand. That's part of what people love about her is right. like she's so easily accessible. Yeah. And that that's one of those things. Like, I'm just like, my life isn't that interesting, you guys. Like, I go to work. And then I come home and I cook, I meal prep and I you go to the gym. You would be surprised and... how, how interesting those things are to other people. Yeah. I'm, I'm selling myself short. Especially the meal prepping. People people, people lose their mind about stuff like that. Like, Crazy. oh, wow. You go to the gym? You doing meal prep? Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to look. <laughs> look, I got too many songs singing about sex. I got to make sure I can I look the part. <laughs> Your songs. <laughs> depending on where you start <laughs> man i'm gonna start towards the the end of the this is an ep correct mm-hmm. okay um maddie p you gotta you have transitions you have eight songs on here 
And I was, this morning I was listening to The Hardest Year. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Yes, guys, what a, a convenient time to ask about that. So uh, I wrote that song um, about my mom. So my mom passed away two years ago, actually, on the, the 18th of this month. I'm sorry uh, about that. And she, during, she passed away in 2017. So she was, like, in terrible shape towards, like, the end of 2015 and all of 2016. So, like, 2016 was nothing but me going to work. And as soon as I got off work, I was going to the hospital. If I wasn't going to the hospital, I was going to a nursing home. And, like, she just wasn't in a good space. And when I was, uh, like, trying to work on stuff for this project, I was like, you know, I, I really, I want something to to speak to that because, there are so many, so many people that I know, like just personally that have experienced stuff like that. Yeah. And so I was writing kind of from the perspective of my, myself and my aunt. So my aunt Betty uh, and I were like together every day. Like if, if we were at work, the other one is like up at the hospital and we are like close communication all day. And that was our life for mm-hmm. uh, the better part of a year and a half, almost two years. And wow. so... I, I wrote that song just just out of that place. Like, it wasn't... Uh, and some of the lyrics, like, you know, like, hey, I was, like, looking for somebody. Nobody was paying attention. And it wasn't... It wasn't always that nobody was paying attention. It was just sometimes, like, you don't want... You don't want to be bothered with stuff. And then just, like, figuring out... Uh, my mom was, like, my best friend. So, like, the the idea of her not being here was one of those things that I was, like... I don't, girl, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when you ain't here. They might as well take us both out. Oh, wow. And so, like, over that year, it was really difficult. Uh, I've, I've went back and forth on the idea with people of, is it, I don't know if it's better to lose somebody suddenly or to know that you're losing them and just wait because it was exhausting. And I'm like, on the flip side, like, yeah, I had plenty of time to, you know, make sure that anything that I wanted to say, anything I wanted to do was done. And it was like that before she was sick. Right. But I'm like, it's also emotionally draining because that's literally all, all we were thinking about. Just like, is this the trip to the hospital that is going to be our last visit? Is this right. the day? And I mean, when uh, one of the, the lyrics in there, like that second verse, like the hardest day was when I signed off on papers to like put her in the hospice. Mm. I was her power of attorney and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I remember it was a Friday afternoon. It was Friday on the 13th. And I signed the paperwork for her to go to hospice. And like, I didn't want to ask, but I knew that I needed to. Like, I'm like, you know, so what, what does this look like? Like, how soon are we talking? Right. It's like, you know, I mean, anywhere from like three, three to seven days, maybe just, depending on how she does and it's like okay and that that day was actually harder than the day that she died because i was like i feel like i just signed her death certificate for her because there's nowhere else we're going from here right so it was a it was a rough spot in life but uh you know it's one of my inspirations for it's a beautiful one of my inspirations i mean inspirations for everything i do but yeah it's a beautiful song thank you yeah, I was when I heard it, and I, I remember the other day you posted something about your mom, mm-hmm. and I said, I know that's got to be connected to that song. Yep. When I, you know, as I was listening to it, and I, I kind of went through the same situation uh, with my dad. I had to make that decision for hospice for him, mm-hmm. but he didn't last past 
15 minutes. Oh, wow. After they turned off everything, it was like, so he was already gone, you know? Yeah. But that's, that is rough. And then it, it is draining and, but you survive. Yes. You survive and keep on. Look, that's another reason why I had to start working on my music for real. I was like, all right now, like. My reason for not doing A, B, C, and D was I'm taking care of my mama, and that's the only place I can put my energy. Mm-hmm. Where do I put all this energy now? <laughs> because right. I got all this free time. I've been tied up every night. When I get out of work, I'm straight to the hospital, and I'm hanging out from 6 to midnight and coming right. back around like, what? oh, my God. I can. I almost felt guilty. I was like, oh, my God, Mom. I guess I have a little bit of a life now. I got to figure out some things to fill in the space. Right, yeah. It becomes it becomes your daily routine, and then after that situation is over, it's just like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about transitions. Tell me about hotel room, because that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> God, that one, that was actually the the first song that I wrote for the project so uh I had I had written a song um like a song I recorded like acapella probably like a week prior Uh called Rise and I hadn't didn't intend at all on like working on music for real I had uh, one of my best friends had bought me shout out to Yana she had bought me some studio time for Christmas Mm. at the end of 2017 like all right 2018 you got to start working on your passion and stuff and I was uh with hotel room in particular i was hanging out with a guy and by hanging out i mean being grown and being fast (laughs) (laughs) we had linked up at uh at two different hotels over like a two-week period and like that was the only like time we communicated was hooking up okay and so the second time like in the midst of having sex together we're like having a full conversation and like I stopped and I was like, are we, are we talking? Like, we're like talking, talking right now. Like, this isn't like, like gross, dirty talk. This is like, this, this we're getting to know each situation. other as having a real we're having sex. Like, okay, that's different. <laughs> so uh, we were supposed to go out on a date. Okay. Um, later that week. Like, I was like, all right, I'm not hanging out. We're not having sex at all until you take me on a proper date. So we're supposed to go out on a date and... You know, we have been close communication that whole time leading up to when the day gets here and we had text that morning and then this nigga just ghosted, like dropped off the face of the earth. What? So while I was like waiting to hear back from him, yeah, I started writing and I actually wrote Hotel Room to a different beat originally. Okay. And I'm so happy that that I wasn't out that day because... The beat that I wrote it to was like way more like slow, '90s like R&B, but it sounded kind of dated. And I just happened to be like browsing online, listening for beats, and I was like, "Oh, like I heard that beginning line in that beat, and I was like, this is speaking to me." And mm-hmm. then I put it to that beat, but I mean, the song just it came out of that, and I was like, you know, we never did go out on our date, and I haven't. I 
communicated with him a little bit in between because he had reached out to me like, oh my God, I still think about you and stuff. And I was like, nah, nigga. You know, sometimes God, uh, snooze, you lose. God uses, he uses people. And I was like, God, I don't want to say that God wanted me to have sex with this man so that I could have something to kickstart the creative process. But that's what it did. And after I wrote, uh, after I wrote Hotel Room, I recorded it um, mm-hmm. a few days later with my twin. And then that next weekend, like, I just started, like, it just unlocked something. I just started writing, and I hadn't, uh, in the last five years, I had probably written six, seven songs total. Mm -hmm. And within a month of writing that song, like, I had written, like, 15, 16 songs. And, like, all songs that I felt really good about. So I was like, man, like, God, thank God that man didn't hit me up because if he would have <laughs> I would not have been free to write this song right. and who knows what I'd be doing right now I pro- I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't be pushing my music or pursuing my music like I needed to so wow you know yeah it's a vessel. I, I love that song actually all systems go hotel well hell I like the whole thing <laughs> I love fly free <laughs> Fly Free is really good, too. So you you wrote everything. Yeah, every single song, every single lyric I I wrote. uh, I actually, uh, I'm going to try to get with somebody. uh, Somebody you know. God, I think her name. I got to double check. Somebody you know. They reached out to me on Instagram Mm -hmm. about uh, writing together. God, what's her name? Wealthy Melanin. Oh, okay. Jessica. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we just kind of like met online last week okay yeah yeah she reached out to me about writing because i haven't written with somebody uh my old best friend and i used to write together sometimes in high school but i haven't written with anybody so i'm like that'll be interesting but yeah i I, every single song that i wrote was written in my bathroom i go with my being in the bathroom is just a safe space for me because i i when i'm (laughs) when i'm in the bathroom I don't know. I get ideas when I'm showering. If I'm using the bathroom, I don't know what that is about the bathroom. Yeah, well, for I can tell you, for me, I go in the bathroom and take a shit to start my day <laughs> or to end my day, and <laughs> I'll just be like, you know, let me just, I just, I just turn on some beats. Like I'll just go online and like listen to different beats, and if something speaks to me, I'll write. And like for all of the songs that I write. I generally don't, if it takes me longer than like 40, 45 minutes to Mm -hmm. finish, I stop because it's not coming out naturally enough. It's not feeling organic and I don't want to force songwriting. Right. So like all of these songs, like Hotel Room, I wrote Hotel Room probably in like 25 minutes just. Really? Just playing around with stuff and I was like, okay, this is cute. Okay, this is cute. And just doing that. So with the beats that you get, so the beats are like. Their whole songs. So with the beats, so um, I had never done this before on my twin. I asked him about it. Shout out to your boy Fire. I'd asked him <laughs> yeah. about it, and he wasn't much help because he's got people that produce. And part of the problem I was like running into was I didn't like. I'm one of those people when I hear it, I'll know it, but I don't know exactly what I'm looking for. Like I didn't, I didn't set out to write the album that I wrote. Right. That's just what happened. And so on uh, BeatStars.com, which is where I like got all these beats from, people have beats available. You can lease the beats. You can buy them outright so that you have like exclusive rights to use it. 
and they have like they have tracks there already. So some of the beats like I I tweaked a little bit to like okay. make them longer or shorten them up. Right. But uh, I mean, for the most part, they were as is, and I'm just like, yep, I can tell where they started the hook. I can tell where they intended like this drop and that drop. Yeah. And, it just worked really well, but that, that's, that's awesome. my thing. I'm like, soon if I hear something you know and it, it sparks it, like, okay, we can do this. That's awesome. So where did you get the title of your EP from? So Transition, Scott, I can't even remember the exact conversation. My best friend uh, Latifa and I were having a conversation, and I don't remember if I came up with it or not. And it's such a corny thing because we say transitions, I'm a trainer. So, like, when you're moving from topic to topic to, like, tie the threads, you got to transition from one thing to another. Right. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, my God, like, transitions is a lot of things, you know. That's life. I think, yeah, like, that was my thing. We all go through periods of life. We're always transitioning into something. Right. And so one of the things that I'm really big about is, like, making sure that I don't box myself into any one thing. So, like... This album was a lot more, it's a lot more like urban and R&B and stuff, which is my home base. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to do other things as well. And transitions to me is just like, hey, like we all go through different things. We all have different feelings. And my mom is all over this album for people that know me and Mm -hmm. that know her. Like one of my moms, one of the last conversations we had before she passed away, I was like, what do you want for the new year? She was like, you know, no, I can't say it. And I was like, no, what is it? no, it's not nice. Mama, what is it? It's just you and me. Well, some dick would be nice. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so I ended my album with uh, a voicemail, like a a voice message from my mom. And the first lyric on my album is, you gonna let me hit it. And I was like, look, you can be raunchy and you can, you know, be sexually liberated. You can be romantic and be in love. You can be hard because I was like when I wrote gunfight I'm like I need something that's rough and (laughs) transitions to me was all of those things like it was like I I don't have to to do one thing I don't have to occupy one space I can I can do what I want to how I want to and I feel like most people feel that way like I ain't no thug or anything but I mean I'm for Pontiac and (laughs) I mean, you know, it's what it's whatever. Right. But you turn on the right song, you know, people be over here. I'm working out at the gym, but inside I'm a killer selling dope as I run on the treadmill. Like, right. <laughs> you know, that that was that was where that came from. We actually had like a whole marketing thing planned for like what it was going to mean and like an acronym for transitions. And Ooh, then my phone okay. um, and then my phone crashed and I didn't have any of it saved on the iCloud. And oh. I learned my lesson from that and everything is stored and backed up now. I heard that. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us had, have had that situation happen. It's not fun. The worst, but that's all right. It didn't stop no show. That's good. Now on transitions, what is your <laughs> favorite song if you had to pick one. Oh gosh oh that's so hard because it depends on my mood i used to hate when or when i would read interviews with singers they're like i can't pick a song and but like, <laughs> i feel like a parent with children like i don't it just depends on how i feel I at, this moment, my God, at this moment my favorite song gosh you know i love I right right now love again is my favorite song and I don't know if it's just like with the season and stuff but uh 
I love that song. That mm-hmm. that song, uh, when I first put out the album and everything, like upon like initial listens, that was the song that people gravitated to the most. Mm-hmm. When I performed it at my release party, it was the last song I performed because I was like, let me end on like a, a upbeat, positive note. Leave my and, going out the door remembering something. And people were like, yep, that's the single because I was I was a lot more like hotel room, all systems go, like, you know. Let me be nasty first, and then we can get. Uh, <laughs> then we can go into something else. But uh, you know, th- this song was uh, really fun for me to write, just uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, a lot of people that I know, some of my closest closest friends are like single and have so much to offer. Everybody's got friends like that. Like I don't, I don't know why you're single, but you are. And especially my family, I'm the only person out of me, all my cousins. Everybody is married with children or oh, wow. with somebody and having children. And I'm like, damn, y'all, like I've been I've been single for like a good seven, eight years. And <laughs> I, know I don't got feeling. no good prospects out here. But I was like, you know, that's all right because in this time, like I've been able to really get in touch with who I am. Right. I've recognized in like past relationships things that I did and didn't like. And one of the things I just refused to do is settle. So I was like, you know, I feel like a lot of people settle because they have an idea of what, like, what love is supposed to be, what life is supposed to be. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be 30 this year. I'm not about to rush to go marry somebody just because at 30 I'm supposed to be in a committed, serious relationship. If that's not what is intended for me right now, that's fine. But, you know, this song helped to give, gave me a little a little push, a little inspiration, like, hey, that's all right. And same thing for my friends. Like, the people that listen to it are like, you right. Just be patient, Maddie, because it's <laughs> days when I'm like, you know what? He'll do. She's good enough. And, <laughs> you know, look, I ain't, I ain't got time to be out here settling for stuff. If it ain't amazing, if it ain't great, if it don't give me the feelings that this song gives me, I don't want it. I feel you on that. I feel you. I'm, I'm the same way. Keep waiting. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. Now, I saw on your social media you were asking people for videos. Yes. So tell me about that. Yes. So uh, for Valentine's Day, so I haven't put out any music videos for this project yet. Uh, and part of that has been... I've been lagging on some stuff busy. And then the other part is uh, I was so worried about like putting out. I'm like, I don't want to put out a video and it looked like cheap and local. Like, I know I ain't rich. I ain't got no, <laughs> I don't have rich money, but I don't want it to look bad. You just need but, the right uh, videography person. Yes. That, That's just all a, you need. A, a good camera and somebody that don't mind they helping could, out. They could be at the park down the street. If they know what they're doing, you good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thing. So my best friend actually got her master's. On, on all those types of things. So okay. I've got somebody for it. Okay. But uh, we're going to be, um, I'm calling it the Love Again Challenge. So I'm like, part of the video concept is to have like testimonials from people. So like, okay. whether it's like, hey, I fell in love with myself or I learned this about myself or I'm in love romantically or I found like spiritual love. I found love professionally. Like whatever it is that's brought you to that place of like, hey, I'm in a good space. I'm happy. 
uh, that that's what we want to capture. So okay. I'm having people um, submit their videos via Dropbox. So the Dropbox information is on my Facebook, um, Maddie P Music, Matthew J Pari, on my Instagram at Maddie the Maniac, and on Twitter at Maddie J Soul. So uh, if you put your information in the Dropbox, send in a video submission. What we're doing is taking those videos and intermixing it into the music video. So okay. it'll be uh, you know different shots just to help other people to feel a sense of ownership in the video and you know i'm like hey we're gonna put it out on valentine's day so like you need a real cute idea for somebody to be like look i love you if this isn't enough there's a music video made for you look now i ain't making it for any one person but you know if you want to use me as a way to right. improve your valentine's day prospects by all means do that so yeah so that's uh that's what uh what i'm looking for and we're going to be getting that all underway and out in the next couple of weeks so. okay So somebody sent me a link today for an app called Station Head. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. So basically you can create your own radio station and you can have a rotation mm. of songs. So all of the songs I have on mine are you guys. All, oh, thank all you. My, Look at that. my favorite <laughs> artists in the city of Detroit. And um, it's pretty cool. So I had it on earlier today when I was on lunch because I came back home for a minute. And... Um, Man, I'm telling you, your your album be banging in the car. Thank you. You know, you gotta have you gotta have a decent sound system, of course, but yes, and but it it be banging. It's it's dope. Look, all the people. It's so bad because I train people for a living, so I'm every month I come across like a hundred, hundred plus people that are like, oh my god, I want to hear your music and stuff, and I'm like, you know, while I'm training you, I don't. I don't want us to get to that level because <laughs> if you listen to my album, you're going to think differently of me. Right. I'm like, this is not, it's not safe for work. We have a professional line here. Right. But as soon as I'm done training you, download it, stream it every day, tell all your friends about it. So don't listen to it yet. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy. That was the, the best thing was after I put it out, like getting the positive responses from people. Mm -hmm. And I mean... You know, I'm still I'm still building up a following. I'm still building up the base. So I'm like, oh, yeah. look, I ain't out here pulling hella streams and hella downloads yet. But the people that are listening to it have a lot of really good things to say about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. And then, like, the, the real fun part is, like, people are connecting to songs in ways that I didn't necessarily intend. Mm -hmm. So, like... Like seeing people like get a different meaning out of a song than what I wrote it They're from, and it being, for themselves. yeah, like uh, like fly free. Like one of my good friends is like, oh my god, like he wrote this for me, and like the way that she interprets it, the way that another one of my friends interprets it, I'm like, what? That's not what I was talking about at all. But you know, if look, if that's your shit. <laughs> go, look, keep listening to right, it. Right, go so with it. That that was the best thing that I could ask for is just people people enjoying it because that was the hardest thing was just like getting to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm happy with the songs that I have. And I think that I can handle the, the feedback on it because when you're doing like just anything in entertainment, especially like when I'm singing it and I'm writing it, I'm like, this is me. So like when I do like karaoke and stuff, like I'm singing songs I know people are going to like and I sing well enough that I know that for the most part, people are going to enjoy hearing it. Mm -hmm. But part of that is that they like the song I'm singing. Then the other part is that I sound good. 
So I'm like, when I'm singing a song that nobody knows and I've got to win you over and show you like why you should care about this song, like that's intimidating. So just having people be like, no, like I really enjoy this and not because you're my friend or because you're my colleague, like I would listen to this if I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. Like that's the best compliment you can give me. And since you do know me, listen to it even more. Right. (laughs) So as an artist, what drives you? God, you know, uh, a couple of things. So my mom, as I said already, like that's that's my biggest inspiration. And one of the one of the lines on my song, my mama told me, like I said, I'm about to make our, our dreams come true because she had so much belief in who I am and what I'm capable of. And I didn't necessarily have that in myself all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, so she's a big driving force. Like, all I'm like, hey, I just want to make you proud. Just like my song says, and do things that I know she would want me to do. The other part is, just for me, like, I'm like, you know, I never, when I was younger, I never imagined myself, like, working a regular job. Like, I always saw myself being a singer. Really? And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I can afford to record and, and get some stuff going. Like, I just need to make it a priority. So, like, a lot of it, uh, a lot of that stuff is just out of that. Like, I want to I wanna be able to do this. Full time. All the time. Yeah. Because it, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. There's nothing, there's nothing work about it aside from that's posting best, on social media. That's the best and, thing to do. You know, yeah. those little types of things. Like, I love singing. I mean, I'd rather perform live than be in the studio. I go to the studio and do that because I have to. People got to have tracks to listen to. Right. But, you know, those those types of things drive me. And then just life, just wanting to wanting to write about different things. Like I feel like especially like being uh, biracial. But you guys know if you're a little bit black, then like you're black. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, like being, being a black man and then also being a gay black man, I'm like, yeah, I have a perspective that's a little bit different. And not to say like there's not other gay black artists that are out there doing things, but I feel like it's it's not the same. Like I'm like. When I'm thinking about real popular black gay singers, rappers, what have you, the only person that even comes to mind is Frank Ocean. And he's a lot more subtle with his references. And then he talks about women still. And it's like there's some differences there. Like a song um, like All Systems Go, like this is something that people don't know. Like if you just listen to that song, it just sounds like a come on. Like you're going to let me hit it. You're going to let me get it. And really what I wrote that for, that song is actually like meant for gay people. Cause I'm like in the gay community, like, look, you're either the one hitting it or you're the one that's getting hit. Like, so you gonna let me get some or you gonna give me some. And so like, that was like, it was a total like play on words when I was like writing that song. Like, okay. God, the naked eye is, is not gonna, the naked eye, you guys don't see it. The naked ear is not going to pick up something like that because right. it sounds pretty straightforward yeah but just like like things like that like i'm like people don't have we don't have that perspective and then like when we get that perspective like it's it's always like hyper extra like we don't get gay black we don't get gay people in like media really without it being like having to be like the over the top super flamboyant right gay and that's and that's not the only 
kind of gay people that are out here. That's just the right. kind of gay people that media wants yeah, people to think about. Like trying try to, you know, place people as being this type of way and that type of way, and then the rest of the world thinks that's all it is. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, look, there's definitely some extra ass things about me. I can't even hold you up, <laughs> but there's some things about me that are very much like any other man. Right. And, you know, that's, like, those are things that keep me going, just wanting to get those messages out there and get that conversation going and keep the conversation going with, you know, people just being okay with people being people and doing right. their thing. It's, it's interesting you should mention that about um, having more gay artists. Um, because, yeah, like you said, I only think of Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. But... I, I really appreciate it when you, you know, created your project there because, and then it's, you know, it's other people that I know that have projects out, like Ray Gifted Keys. Uh-huh. Uh, so talented. Okay. I was just watching, <laughs> watching her video uh, this morning, Lil Youngin. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it's okay. just like, it should be more, it should be more of you, you know, out here that can sing and that are talented, that can share, you know, what's really going on in the community and not just letting the media tell everybody what they want to tell them, you yeah. know, like people don't, I just, I don't understand that. It's just like, you know, it's more to it than what is, is presented, mm-hmm. you know? So I was really happy that you, you did come out with a project and I hope to see more yeah. people in the community do that because, you know, like we need it. We want some songs too. And even, uh, <laughs> you know, the first show I did with Elise King, one mm-hmm. of the, you know, it, I told you already, I was super nervous about doing that show because it was the first time I had done my songs mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not going to lie. There was parts of me that was like, okay, like <laughs> Hopefully they still like it after they realize what I'm talking about. And there were two gentlemen like in the center of the crowd. So like I could not notice them. Right. They uh, like, you know, they were like talking or like giggling or whatever about my voice, my speaking voice being high. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I don't care about that shit. People do that. (laughs) Michael Jackson had a higher speaking voice than me. And nigga, he will ride his jock. So I don't even care. But I started singing. And, you know, after I started singing, they were. They were like, okay, like I could tell they were considering, okay, let me hear what he's saying. And I, Hotel Room was my first song I did. Yeah, I remember. And <laughs> right off in the beginning, I'm like, something about the smell of your cologne. And the look on their faces when I sang that line, like they were like, oh, oh, no. And so for the rest of the show, which was another three songs that I did, I like sang to them. Like I was like, all right, since, since you clearly it. are a little homophobic and you feel some <laughs> right. kind of way. And even at the end of it, I was, I was so mad because they kind of, they pissed me off. And at the end of hotel room, like I switched the lyric and was like, this is the type of shit niggas don't understand. Cause I'm like, people like y'all, y'all the reason why people be so scared to be themselves. Cause you just so quick to judge. And yeah. And later on in the show, I'm like, your daughter came up here and she's singing, uh, male song and she ain't changing the words but you ain't because she didn't write it i guess that's okay or because she's your daughter that's all right but right you you got a problem with me because i'm like somebody yes yep i said it you're cologne <laughs> people are something else though they really are so what what is one thing that you would like to see happen differently in the detroit music community 
God, you know, I can't, at this moment, I can't say anything specifically just because I'm, I'm still really new in getting myself out here as an artist Mm -hmm. and I haven't, I mean, there's still things I need to work on. I haven't done everything I can to support all the different artists and and people I encounter. So, uh, you know, I think that's part of it. Like us supporting and uniting one another. Like one of the things I loved, uh, with Elise having me on these last two shows was Mm -hmm. she's really talented. She's got a good following. She's booked. I told her, I was like, girl, I'm trying to be booked like you because (laughs) people ask me when you perform next. I'm like, you know, as soon as I know, I will send you a message and (laughs) I expect to see you there. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just really happy that what I've gotten from people in the area has been really good and yeah. has not been, you know, I think keeping keeping that mindset of there's enough room for all of us to be successful and to prosper and to do what we love to do without that dimming your light or taking away from exactly. you. Like, please, you know how many singers I listen to? Right. Like, Rihanna's my favorite singer, but that don't stop me from listening to Mariah Carey or listening to Chris Brown. Like, there's there's space and there's people for different moods and different times and you know that that's something i mean that i've had good experience thus far in the detroit community and that i hope to continue and you know want to be able to to do the same thing for other people give people a a platform to talk about their music and get their voice out there without feeling like oh well they're hating on me or they trying they're trying to hold me back like no mm mm-mm Cause what's for me is for me. Exactly. What it don't. If God wants you to have something, it don't matter what kind of conniving, underhanded things I do. He's going to give it to you. You have it. Yep. Period. Yep. So I've no, I know you've done like karaoke at at some different places, and you've been at Aretha's Jazz Cafe. Out of all the places that you've performed, what what do you where do you really like to perform at? What what was like? What did you, what which places did you go to and you was really feeling it? God, you know. So uh, I did a couple of shows uh, for different things. So I got to perform at the Fox Theater as uh, part of really? like, doing stuff for work. Yeah, nice. we had done a play on Hamilton and performed at the Fox Theater six times, and I got to sign my name on the wall at the Fox and stuff. Okay. And, that was like a goal. That was like I was like, this is a life goal. Like now, I want to come back and perform doing all my own stuff. Hell yeah! But the fact that I got to be on this stage repeatedly and be in the backstage area and in these dressing rooms where I've came to see shows and I know that these different artists are at, like, this is crazy. Like the Fox Theater is just so beautiful. Like I love mm-hmm. that place. It so is. like that was amazing. Um, I did a um, part of the summer concert series at Campus Martius with my old band, and that was that was really really fun. Just like that having like an outdoor. It was the first time I had done like a real outdoor show, okay. and that was so fun. Like I I don't even have like one place. I got places I want to check off. Uh, Little Caesars Arena. I have to perform there. I need to perform out at DTE because I've seen so many shows there. Yeah, I need to figure out what to do so I can get. A show at the palace because I don't want to not be able to perform at the palace. I was like that and Joe Lewis were on my list, and Joe Lewis is not Joe Lewis now, and the I palace know, right? is not the palace. So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out some things. But I mean, I like for uh, 
for a vibe, I like more intimate shows because I feel like it, it, you know, puts you closer with the people that are listening to you and you get to see like their reactions and stuff like that. So I like it for those reasons. I can tell you it's a lot more nerve wracking to do an intimate show Mm -hmm. just because if you mess up, it's a lot more apparent. So I'm like, my nerves are a lot heavier doing those shows. Okay. When there's a lot of people, like I'm one of those people when people are like, just sing something real quick. Like, Mm. No, I, huh, okay, because I hate singing for a, like, I hate singing in super small spaces because I'm like, oh, like, it's just, every, there's just so much happening right here. So having some, having like those larger venues and bigger audiences, it it makes it a little less personable in some regards okay but it makes it more comfortable for me so i don't have any one any one place okay that's fair because i got some people out there as long as my aunts are out there my best friends out there i'm good well tell everyone the best way to contact you on social media um, for bookings gigs and stuff like that i know you already gave some of that information earlier but Tell them how to get in touch with Maddie P. I got you. So um, Instagram is the best place for me right now, actually. So Maddie the Maniac. So M-A-T-T-Y, the proper spelling, T-H-E, Maniac, M-A-N-I-A-C. So Maddie the Maniac on Instagram. Um, go to like my page on Facebook, Maddie P Music. There is a period after the P because there's somebody else out here named Maddie P. That's not me. <laughs> like, Maddie, I didn't know about this song. That wasn't my song. I don't know what you're talking about. So uh, Maddie P Music. And, uh, you know, and you can add me on Facebook. I don't have, I have like a thousand some friends on Facebook. I'm not maxed out because I'm discerning with who I allow uh, to be my friend. So right. Matthew J. Pari, if you would like to be my friend on Facebook before things blow up. And you can be like, look at me. I made it in before 5,000. So uh, <laughs> those are the main ways. And I mean, shoot me a, a message on Instagram. You can send me a, a DM. I'm on Twitter. I post on Twitter, but I'm not really on Twitter. It's just like because Instagram lets me post multiple places. Exactly. I just do it because of that. So yeah, Instagram is the best spot to reach me at the moment. Okay, cool. So, again, I really want to thank you for coming out and vibing with me this evening. Yes, thank you for and having me again. This is my first my first interview, my first hey. official anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> get to know Maddie P. And um, thank you for my shirt. I love it. I will be wearing it to your next performance. Yes, yes. And um, I'll have some shirts myself eventually. Good. Well, let me know because I sure will be buying a shirt back. I appreciate it. So how about you sing us out? Oh, God, I can do that. Okay. Um, so I'm going to sing actually um, just a little bit of this song, Rise. So this was the, the very first song I wrote um, last year when I started back writing songs again. Okay. So about a week prior to Hotel Room, I talked about writing a song. This was a song that I wrote. So uh and now that I'm singing it, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm going to upload the draft vocal. I did one raw take of this song mm-hmm. and I really liked it. So I'm going to sing a little bit of this song. Um, this song is called Rise. Right. <clears throat> it's been a challenge since you've been gone. It's been so difficult. 
trying to move on. I've got my good days and I've got my bad. When I feel like giving up, I hear these words inside my head. Telling me, hold on, it'll be over soon. Telling me, be strong, she will want more for you. You ain't the only one going through it. Sometimes life fucks you over and fucks you again. But I gotta rise, live another day Gotta tell a lie, say that I'm okay And I gotta walk, move ahead in faith Understanding I will never be the same Understanding I will never be the same Understanding I will never be the same all right (laughs) you have a strong voice i tell you that much thank you so much thank you thank you thank you and that was so fun i want to thank everybody for listening and for sharing and for being supportive to this podcast i know it's new but I really, really believe it's going to take its flight very soon. Be ready for next week. I will be having a vibe session with Gwen Nation. I'm really excited about that. She is a super, super awesome person who can sing. (laughs) So until then, catch me out vibing. Detroit, why don't you come out and vibe with me Friday night, that's January 25th, at the Corktown Tavern. That's at 1716 Michigan Avenue. Doors open at 8 p.m. Showtime is at 9. If you want to hear some serious bars, you need to come to the We Are Motown. It's a live hip-hop experience. And one of my favorite lyricists is going to be there, P-Dot. See you there.